New Vision is a church in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, and it is passionate about people getting in the scripture. Thank you for joining us as we step into this scripture reading through the book of Galatians. Well, once again, we're with our prison ministry pastor, Steve Austin, day two of our Galatians podcast series. Steve, welcome. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm glad to be here. I'm glad you're here. Uh, you did a great job last time. Last time we spent a little time getting to know you. I've uh, been asking or planning on asking the pastors and those that are doing devotionals uh, to, to share a little bit about how they're creative, whether it's personally, whether it's uh, ministerially. Uh, let us know a little bit about that. Like, is there just something, do you draw? What, what What's up? Well, um, I have some, I, I guess some uh, guys just kind of wired me to be an extremist. So um, I, I live a little bit on the edge. Um, I, 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 I didn't know how to channel that for a lot of years, and I didn't even know how to communicate that. But as God has um, kind of brought things full, full circle in my life, I realized that younger, I just simply thought that God wasn't, you know, a God to follow and have fun. And so in, in the midst of this process, um, kind of what I, I guess creatively what happens inside of me is I can see things, I can I can hear someone talk, and and it's almost like God puts up little dots. And as I hear that, I'm able to connect the dots and really include them in God's journey for them as I hear where they've been and kind of where they are and what they hope to accomplish in life. Mm. So, um, you know, I, I think looking back on my own life, I never could put my own dots together. So when God revealed that and connected those dots for me, he really gave me an insight to be able to do that with other people. So not only do I do that with people, I do that um, some with organizations, mm-hmm. and I have the, the opportunity to really look and see some processes that need to be in place, and mm-hmm. I think probably bringing some leadership to the table in, in some of those kind of areas as well. So that's kind of the creative juices, I guess, flowing inside of me. Yeah, that's neat. That's neat. Well, thank you for sharing yeah. your reading through Galatians, chapter Galatians one. Chapter one. Take it away, my friend. And, and cool. you're and you're reading what what version? Uh, this is the NIV, Galatians one eleven through twenty four. All right, let's do it, my man. All right, I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that the gospel I preached is not of human origin. I did not receive it from any man, nor was I taught it. Rather, I received it by revelation from Jesus Christ. For you have heard of my previous way of life in Judaism, how intensely I persecuted the church of God and tried to destroy it. I was advancing in Judaism beyond many of my own age among my people and was extremely zealous for the traditions of my fathers. But when God, who set me apart from my father's womb and called me by his grace, was pleased to reveal his son in me so that I might preach him among the Gentiles, my immediate response was not to consult any human being. I did not go up to Jerusalem and see those who were apostles before I was, but I went to Arabia. Later, I returned to Damascus. 
Then, after three years, I went up to Jerusalem to get acquainted with Cephas and stayed with him 15 days. I saw none other apostles other than James, the Lord's brother. I assure you before God that what I am writing you is no lie. Then I went to Syria and Sicilia. I was personally unknown by the churches of Judea that are in Christ Jesus. They only heard the report. And here's the report. The man who formerly persecuted us is now preaching the faith he once tried to destroy, and they praised God because of me. Man, what a section of Scripture. So my thought process um, lends itself to this one sentence. Here we have the testimony of a changed man. Paul was one of the most feared and vile defenders of the Jewish religious movement of all time. He imprisoned and killed Christians thinking that he was on God's side. This evil man was radically transformed. So my question is, how did such a transformation happen? Well, let me tell you. It happened to Paul the exact same way that it happens to us today. This text lays out God's way of reaching his people. So as we dive into the text here, I want to point out just a few things that I noticed when preparing for this podcast. Number one, Paul experienced a message only God can reveal. Going back to verse 11, I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that the gospel that I preached is not of human origin, and I did not receive it from any man, nor was I taught it. Rather, I received it by revelation from Jesus Christ. Again, Paul experienced a message that only God could reveal. You know, it reminds me of 1 Corinthians chapter 2, starting at verse 12. We have received... Not that of the spirit world, but of the spirit who is from God, so that we may understand what God has freely given us. This is what we speak, not of words taught to us by human wisdom, but in words taught by the spirit, explaining spiritual realities with spiritual taught words. The person without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God, but considers them foolishness and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the Spirit. So here's the deal. Watch this. If you, as a listener, if you have ever known that God was communicating something to you to respond to a call to your life, um, maybe it came. Maybe you came to realize that that you just needed Jesus to save you. Maybe if God had put something on your heart and you followed up, and then when you followed up, you were like, "Wow, oh my gosh, that was from God." Listen, if a sermon really hit your heart, if a song hit your heart, if you're reading the Bible and you were convicted, then guess what? Listen, watch this. Then. Here's confirmation that you are a child of God because we do not even have the capacity to understand the things of God unless the Spirit of God reveals them. 
and we don't have the capacity humanly to understand those spiritual things unless we are born again. That's exactly what Paul's saying here. He experienced a message that only God could reveal. Second thing I noticed here is that Paul responded to a call that only God can make. Verse 15, But God, who set me apart from my mother's womb and called me by his grace, was pleased to reveal his son in me. You know, what he's saying here is he is saying something happened inside of him and God called him to live a different life than the life that he thought he was helping God fulfill. So in the midst of this process, God called him to do something and he knew that it was God and it was only God that could do it. God called me from my mother's womb and set me apart by his grace. Man, that's incredible. The third thing I noticed, he was introduced to someone only God could be. Verse 16, he was pleased to reveal his son in me so that I might preach him among the Gentiles. And my immediate response was not to consult any human being. You see, Paul realized that he was in the presence of holiness. Something happens inside of us when we are in the presence of God. He met a being that was so much greater than any other person, no matter how influential they had been. He knew that something had been touched that he had no idea even existed inside of him. And he didn't consult human beings once he met Jesus. He saw the value of having relationship with the absolute, ultimate, real deal Jesus Christ. Something so drastic happened at such a deep place in him that he knew only God was the one who had settled his heart and given him the vision he needed for life. He was introduced to someone that only God can be. The fourth thing I noticed is that he was exposed to something only God could do. Listen, Paul, again, was being touched in places that he never knew existed, and he was being brought to life in places that he was not even aware were there. Incredible. Fifth thing I noticed is that those that were gathered around, those that heard about Paul coming, they all witnessed something that only God could produce. Verse 23, here's what those who were scared of him were saying about him. Now, I mean, think about it. These are the people, Paul's coming to visit them. They hear that he's coming to visit and they are fearful for their lives because Paul's reputation of killing Christians comes before him. So here they are, and this is what they said. The man who formerly persecuted us is now preaching the faith he once tried to destroy. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's so awesome. They knew how serious Paul was in his beliefs, and this is something that only God could have done to transform him. 
Again, they all witnessed something that only God could produce. So what's the result of this entire section of Scripture? Here it is. And this is for the glory of God. This event commanded a celebration that only God deserves. Verse 24, and we'll end here. And they praised God because of me. And they didn't praise Paul. They didn't praise what Paul was doing. They praised God because the evidence of God was right there in front of them. Three quick things that I have noticed in my own journey as we close. An encounter that is measurable leads to a surrender that is desirable. God then paints us a picture, and that becomes a vision that is attainable. An encounter that's measurable leads to a surrender that's desirable, God then gives us a vision that is attainable, and that all comes through tools that are usable. God has made a way through the living Word of God, through the living and active person of the Spirit of God, to reveal Himself, watch this, in ways we could never misunderstand that it's Him. Mm, Steve. I love your enthusiasm. Love your heart. Thank you today. Awesome. Guys, thank you for listening. Join us tomorrow as we step into Galatians 2, day 3 with Dakota Logan. Thanks, Steve. Thank you, guys.